Hey guys, welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you're losing listeners, the things that put people off when you spend so much effort getting them to find your episode in the first place. But before we get into it, Kane, tell me a little bit about your favourite features of Riverside.fm. Their terms and conditions. Oh, unbelievable. The terms of service, unrivaled. Honestly, I read it every night before bed. Yeah, that privacy policy. <laughs> it can change lives. I've been there for eight days. <laughs> Uh, no, teleprompter. Teleprompter is something that is unique, but also very cool. If you're creating solo content, especially, people always ask when we're doing training, how do I record solo stuff? Well, like, do you want to get a microphone and like a recorder? So, well, that's 200 quid for a P4 or even more for a road version. It's quite expensive. Mm. If you're just doing solo content, why not just plug your mic straight into your laptop and record it that way? So plug your USB mic into your laptop, open up Riverside, and you can use teleprompter. So when you're looking into the lens, you're also having notes come up on the screen so you don't lose your flow. You're recording good quality audio and really high quality video all through Riverside. So you just need a mic and a laptop and away you go. Couldn't recommend it enough. Happy day. So if you're solo, if you're a solo podcast, don't think that Riverside isn't for you because it's only for interviews because it has those benefits for solo recorders as well. Now, Let's get into the episode. I done a LinkedIn post about this because I was looking for a podcast in a specific niche and basically went through about four or five before finding one. I actually, well, to be fair, I still haven't found one I'm 100% set on. And I realized that these ones I'm finding and listening to first have done an amazing job of their SEO, of their artwork, of their titles for me to find them and start listening to their podcast. There is so much that lets them down after that point though because there are so many things that could put someone off after they found a show and they start listening where you're like, wow, you've worked so hard to get someone there. That 150 episodes worth of discoverability and all of these things that get someone to click on your episode. Don't ruin it by having these things wrong with your podcast. Now, do you have any to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I've got a few. So first of all, let's frame it. How do you get discovered as a podcaster? You have two to four word title that does what it says on the tin. I search a problem or question. Your Podcast title answers it. I know it's for me. Mm. Artwork that is big, bright, bold, engaging. It stands out amongst competition within your podcast category. Great. I click through. Then you've got episode titles that are specific, not just the number of the episode, number 612. It's this answers the question, right? This mm. episode will be why your podcast is losing listeners. That's the title, and most this likely. Is, this is referring specifically to that kind of discoverability where people haven't seen your content yet. Exactly. So I was searching on the podcasters on the podcast on Apple Podcast, um, rather than say seeing a TikTok clip or seeing a guest episode somewhere. So I haven't don't know anything about these shows before I click on them. All I know is their title of the episode, which I'm like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. The name of the podcast, oh, this is what they're a specialist in, and the artwork, oh, it looks like they're quite professional. That's all I know before I'm clicking on these episodes. You click on it and it sounds shit. Yes, that's the worst one. That put me off one of them straight away. It's like, they're recording in a kitchen. Yeah, oh, the echo, the yes. reverb. Yeah, and especially when you're listening to something for a long duration. So my missus lives in Brighton. That's a three-hour drive. So when I came back yesterday, I listened to like two 90-minute-long podcasts. Wonderful. I would never, li- more than 30 seconds of bad audio. I spoke about this on the show before mm. when her, her and I went on holiday and was driving to the the airport and she was listening to what is it bad parenting or something like that it's rob beckett and 
can't remember the small man. And their audio. Kevin Hart. No. Well, Rob Beckett <laughs> and Kevin Hart. You said the small man. He's the most joking? famous small man. Do you see them in a room together frequently? Uh, no. Who's the other one? It's Josh Whittaker. Okay. I just remember. <laughs> who was you going to say? Warwick Davis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say because I drove past his ass this morning. <laughs> Invalid, man. Um, no. So, but they were doing like Zoom interviews and they were in like a box room or a kitchen or something. And it was so echoey. And I think they were using like those wired headphone mics from an iPhone 10 mm. years. It was so many famous podcasters use that. And she listened to this podcast. We was five minutes into the drive. I was like, no, like yeah, it just, must be turned Yeah, off. it's triggering <laughs> all sorts of autism going on. I was like, no, I can't listen to that. It's dreadful. But these are huge celebrities. That podcast is massive. They, do sellout tours. I think they've even got a book together that sold out. Um, and it was dreadful. And I couldn't listen to it at all because bad audio is jarring. And car speakers as well, if it's been... Like if you're going at speed and you've got a lot of road noise and you turn it up a little bit, like car speakers aren't that forgiving. Like bad no. audio is like really quite jarring. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I can't listen to that. And I don't care how good your content is. Your artwork could be great. Your titles could be perfect. As soon as I land on that, I'm listening and I'm never coming back. I'm not even giving you enough opportunity mm. to listen through to it. So I never got into um, Game of Thrones. Oh, blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've watched the first season twice. Because I tried it and then I was like, oh, this is shit. And then everyone was like, a few years pass. And everyone's like, oh, it's amazing. I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And um, I hate when people are like, oh yeah, but it gets really good after that. So, but how... How many hours have I got to listen? Like, I've got to watch like three seasons before oh, it gets... I haven't got time for that. I'm not going to listen to bad audio before I might get something useful out of you. So that's my biggest one. No, 100%. The TV shows are the best. The ones that in the first episode, they kind of sum up everything the show is yeah. about, right? Brassic's a great example of that for me. I really enjoyed that show. And if I want to show that to anyone, Dan's in the background nodding his head yeah. saying he likes it. Um, if I want to show that to someone, I know that within the first episode, if they don't like it, they're not going to like the rest of it. Yeah. Right? And I notice it a lot in, in TV shows. They'll pack the first episode with so much. Because when I watch that back, I'm like, wow, so much happens in that first episode. You have to hook people, right? Yeah. And that's how you do it as a TV, uh, on a TV show, in, in podcasting, good audio. But going back to the hook, second thing that put me off is super long intros. And in addition to that, Loads of ad reads. Now, I know I know. there's one on this episode. Just going to interrupt you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. so. But that's the only one on there. Um, and it should be around 45 seconds, but we blabber, so it's probably a bit longer. So, but there's nothing worse than someone who's got four ad reads that promote their event and their membership site. And then they're going to do a generic 45 second intro, followed by another 15 second intro. And then three minutes in, you're finally getting introduced to the guest and he's reading mm. off their CV. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't want to be driving or like, leaning like one leg out of the shower to like press like plus 30 seconds like eight times <laughs> like it's, it's so jarring what what else have you got for me um well going back to that one quickly as well is referring specifically to ad reads yeah it's not just the fact they're being an ad read but it's how people do it I, like, I think we mentioned this on a recent episode people that just don't sound like themselves like i think mm. we'll try and keep any ad reads we have quite us yeah. If you like, well, we were talking about the terms of service on this one, so it's a good start. <laughs> Great terms of service. Great terms of service. Privacy policy is even better. Right. But either way, <laughs> being authentic with it and making it almost an enjoyable experience to listen to the ad and it being a bit different every time, obviously you can only do that if it's baked in, but 
I'm less likely to skip. Whereas if it's a dynamic ad that just doesn't sound like you, and then you've got two or three before the content even starts, really, really right. easy to put. Joe Rogan's is like, I mean, I know you can get away with it. It's like 10 minutes. And to be fair with his, it's front loaded. Mm. So if you're a Joe Rogan listener, so here's the exception. He can get away with it because people know it. It's fine. You can just, I just drag the thing like eight, 10 minutes. I can't help but feel like those brands don't get results and no one's going to be listening to it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, skip all of that. And then it's uninterrupted for three hours. Wonderful. Right. That's yeah. okay. Especially on like a three hour episode, if you're on a long drive or whatever. It's like, you don't want to have to constantly be like flicking between like the maps and the podcast app to like press like plus 30 seconds mm. midway through like 20 times, right? So I'm glad he front loads it. However, if you're not that well known and you are, let's say a professional podcast, you're answering questions, it's how to, similar to ours, you don't want to front load it because then people are just going to click off it, mm. right? But before they get to the good bit, like what's the point? You're not going to help anyone. So I think it is better to weave them throughout if you're going to do ads normally i say don't really work with more than two brand partners at a time mm. because if you do want to reference in the episode that you have a service for example we have a done for you production and marketing agency for podcasters if, if you want to pay us <laughs> and we have events right <laughs> um but you know when you reference those stories and you weave those things in and you've got a brand partner and you've got a second sponsor it's like that's getting to quite a lot of call to actions some people are working with four or five it's just too much and i just zone out or worse i just stop listening and when you're working so hard like filling the top of your bucket you're constantly putting new people in your funnel you're getting new listeners you're working hard on social media you're doing dm campaigns you're going on other people's podcasts you're doing like more episodes you're spending loads of time on your seo and your copy great but then if you've got a hole in the bottom of that bucket and people are just falling out because the audio shit, you're doing too many ads. You sound too robotic. You're doing long intros to your mm. guests and it's 10 minutes into a 20 minute episode and you've done nothing. Like All of that hard work is gone to waste. What good is a hundred new listeners if a hundred don't return from the week before, right? Exactly. Um, my, my next one actually takes usually an episode, episode or two to realize, but I had this exact experience. Someone done kind of a four parter on this subject I was interested in. The first part was fairly surface level. And this is the biggest thing really around it. It's just been very kind of fluffy and surface level with your content, dragging it out, making 15 minutes out of what should be two minutes. Do you know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. probably been guilty of doing it I once or twice. I <laughs> 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 Me too, brother. <laughs> um, but we've, yeah, we've probably been guilty of doing that a couple of times. Dan's not used to this. Is he? He's in the background like shaking his head. Like He's usually in the post-production, but now he's, now he's actually experienced it first hand. Um, dragging out yeah dragging out episodes very surface level very fluffy not really much content there which is like okay I listened to it it was like the introduction episode of a four parter the second episode at least 60% of it was just reiterating what you said in the first one so I was like you've made this a four parter which could have been maybe one or two parts if you were actually focusing on the content but the first five ten minutes of that second 15 minute episode was all about the first episode is the same reiterating the same stuff. I'm like, I get it. We probably repeat ourselves a lot, but not in like a four part where you're basically saying the first part. They've had a missed opportunity there because if you say like in a sentence, what you covered and you Mm. go, it's really important. Go listen to that one before this one. Yeah. You're then somebody's already listened to 
part two, mm. where you've said, here's what we covered, but you really need to listen to that first. Now they're going to go listen to part one. Yeah. So now you've got two downloads for the price of one, essentially, right? So you've got people to go back. But the other thing is, it's going to kill your consumption because, like you said, it's wasted. So people are either going to skip or they're going to come off of it. We've also seen with clients that have done long interviews, part ones, part twos don't really work. Don't mm. really work. What we have seen that does work is if you can make them almost two distinct interviews, i.e., the conversation is considerably different, mm. right? So one of our clients, he did an interview with a lady. I don't know if I can say this yet because of timings, but they met on a TV show mm. that when they recorded, the TV show wasn't airing for the best part of the year. Okay. So he essentially did 45 minutes where he spoke about her background, her life, her business, and then another 45 minutes, which is all about their experience on the show. But it was like a clean divide. Yeah. So then the first 45 minutes could be uploaded like immediately, like that next week. The other 45 minutes essentially was earmarked for a year later once their show come out and um, all of their contracts and things. They weren't allowed to talk about it till the show was aired, not to ruin it. And, so, and they were under contract. So that, that worked quite well, even though they recorded it once. But if they just did, let's say, a 90-minute or two-hour interview and we uploaded it, so one Monday, part one, and then the next Monday, part two, which we've seen clients do, part two will get half the downloads. There mm. could be great content in there for whatever reason. People just don't like it. They just don't like knowing this. They just think maybe it's a subconscious thing that it's afterthought, it's not as good content, whatever. So generally, I would just do a longer singular episode or... Have a clean divide. Or have a, like a, a, a gap, like a good few months gap, and then just title it completely different. Don't say part two. Don't reference yeah. that it was recorded at the same time. Try and make it as if it was two completely separate interviews. Um, From a point of view of discoverability as well, if you land on a podcast and the title's great, so it's the one you land on, it's a part two. I'm not sitting there and listening to part two, and I probably can't be asked to go find part one. Yeah, well. exactly. So that you're also putting off a lot of new listeners. Now, this particular creator was doing solo content on... Um, on a subject and there was like four elements to it. It made sense how he was doing it. I didn't have mm. a problem with that because it was so low content and it and you could listen to each one individually. But for me, who started on the first one, it was like, right, now don't make the second one the same as the yeah. first one. And it did feel like if you're gonna he could have broken it into four episodes and gone a bit more in depth, but he was very surface level what he was talking about. And if you're gonna do that, then just do it all as one episode. Yeah. And cl- cut the fluff. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't need the fluff. Just go bit more of a deep dive I still get it to this day people have been like oh, I don't want to give too much value away on my podcast. I hate that so much yeah I mean we still fill a course every month despite giving away all the same information on this podcast right and a lot of people who attend it are people that have listened to this podcast yet they'll still come for it because there's so many benefits to being there in person and working closely with kind of your mentors and having that one-to-one support so yeah we sell a course by the way yeah what's <laughs> this the fourth call to action the episode <laughs> actually that's that's the next one for me is people who just pitch yeah. And pitch and pitch and pitch. Now we do it in a jokey way, but if I'm five minutes into the episode, you've already had an ad, you've already pitched your membership site, and then five minutes in, you're pitching something else again. I'm like, does this guy really care about the content or is it just just a funnel? Yeah. Right? It needs to be content first. The more you can give before taking, the more you can take when you take, right? So that was that was that came wow. out really weird. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> yeah. The more you give you before it, you take, the more you can he take. Takes. Yeah, the more you can take when you take. That that's that's the one. Um but yeah, I, I see it a lot. Might work certain industries if you have a lot of credibility, but if you're yeah. not a well-known name, then trying to sell, sell, sell before you've given a lot of value definitely doesn't help. Well, I've got one more. 
I thought you were going to jump back in with another one. No, no, this Look, is your episode, mate. F- fuck it. Let's go. Let's keep going. Now, this one wasn't mine. It was someone who commented on the post. He said he hates it when the person interviewing just keeps butting in with their opinions and talking about. Well, their I life. actually think that <laughs> <laughs> bit different for us. But if we were to interview someone and you, you've got this guest on, this amazing guest, and that people are coming to the episode probably for the guest first, and you don't give them a chance to speak, and you keep saying, "Oh, well, I think this, or I have this experience." Mm. I think Stephen Bartlett's been guilty of it a couple of times, but. I get it. People want to see be seen as an expert as well. You'll get your chance. Also, there's solo episodes. Also, you can be a guest on other podcasts and talk mm. about yourself. People will buy into you over time. You don't need to sit there on the interview and be like, oh, let me make sure I get my point across. Yeah. People have come for the guest. And if you're a good host, they'll stay for you. You don't need to prove yourself as a host. Yeah. There's, uh, I'll probably butcher the quote, but there's a quote. It's like, are you silent because you're listening or are you silent because you're waiting to speak? And that's most quote. That's Most good. posts. It's not mine. I think it's on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was yours. Yeah. Um, and that's true. Most people, and listen, I think most podcasters, including myself, are guilty of this earlier on. Mm. You're so in your own head thinking, I don't want to go blank. Let me plan what I'm going to say whilst they're talking. Thank mm. God they're speaking. But it makes terrible content. And you do need to get out of that habit as quickly as you can. The other thing is, when, when you're in a conversation with someone, you've got two options. They say something, you can ask them a follow-up question, or you can relate it to something about yourself. Mm. Now, you need a combination of the two, but the more you relate it to yourself, the more self-absorbed you will appear, mm. the more people are going to think it's a negative interaction. The more you ask somebody about themselves, the better they think of you. Mm. If you just spend an hour asking somebody about themselves, they're going to think you're a great conversationalist, you're a wonderful person, and they would do it a lot for you. let me talk about me. Yeah, and, and they won't know why they like you so much. It's because you let them talk about themselves. So what I would say is, if you are a podcaster, if you are going to relate it to yourself, try and think of then a question. Mm. Because don't get me wrong, like if somebody says, um, oh, you know, I've done such and such, it's like, oh, interesting. Well, I had a client that did X, Y, and Z, or I did X, Y, and Z that was either the same as what you said, or contradicts what you said but then you end it with a follow-up question why do you think that is the you, it's an interview right ask your guest questions if you're an interview show guess what people will find you because of your guest they want to listen to your guest you're just facilitating that and the better you can facilitate that the more people will like you such as Stephen Bartlett early on or Joe Rogan right these people are really good at facilitating a good conversation over time, they'll buy into you. You don't need to sell yourself before you prove yourself. Yeah. And that's the same thing as the content. All right, don't try and sell your stuff. Don't try and make everyone want to listen to you when you have a great guest. Over time, if you do a good job, people will want to hear your side of it and will get to know you and people will also buy your stuff. Right? Yeah. Because th- what I refer to is this, this, this podcast I was looking for, I'm thinking in my head, like there's potential in the future I'd pay for kind of mentoring around the subject. So... If I found a podcast which I really liked straight away, I'd be going, cool. Like, if I really like this guy's content, listen to it for a few months when it gets to the point, it's like, oh, I could do it with some help. Straight away, that's the person I'm going to pay. Mm. So there's missed money opportunity there by having a long intro or shit audio or just talking about yourself or being really fluffy. So if you're going to have great marketing, don't waste it with a shit podcast. Yeah, 100%. Well, listen, that's everything from me. Yeah. Until next time. Cheers.